Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more Praise about us Hallelujah. And Go ahead and grab your seat and enjoy today's message. Jump into the Word of God, Amen. We're in a series right now, Amen. I'm going to jump back into, Amen, uh, saying "Staying Alive." Somebody say "Staying Alive." Staying alive, alive, Amen. Our text, Amen, is the Book of Mark, chapter five, verse nineteen, Amen. And if you we're on the we're on the Bible app, and you can open up that that app on your phone, Amen. You can hit events, Amen. We'll be the first church there, Amen. It'll give you all the scriptures I'm going to be using today. Amen. But Mark chapter 5, 19, and the word of God says this, but Jesus said, no, somebody say no, no, No. go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord had done for you and how merciful he has been. Today, I want to minister on on this series of staying alive, a a subtitle, amen, on uh, on, on friendship evangelism, friendship evangelism. Amen. We know that the the heartbeat of the church, amen, what keeps the church alive is evangelism. And this is the topic that we are in this series of staying alive, amen. And if we are to evangelize, amen, to see the sinner get saved, right? That's the reason why we tell people about Jesus, amen. We want to see lives get changed, transformed. That is the very purpose of evangelism. And then we should focus on what works best for us. And I've seen over the years that most people that get saved are related or have friends that are already saved. Come on. Almost all who are locked into the church are here because they have relationship with someone who's coming here. Amen. We love the ones that the Lord brings in, right? The walk-ins, amen, praise the Lord. But they, 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 they're locked in too because they're, they either know the Lord and they're looking for a church, amen, or somebody was praying for that person to get saved. Of all the different forms of evangelism that there is, amen, the most effective one in winning the loss is friendship evangelism. What is friendship evangelism? Well, our text here that I just read in Mark chapter 5, 19 says this, but Jesus said, no, go home to your family and tell them everything the Lord had done for you and how merciful he has been. So let's look at friendship evangelism. Amen. How many know some sinners that need to get saved? Come on. Come on, hallelujah. We, we got sinners, we got family, we got friends, we got co-workers, amen. We got enemies, hallelujah, that need to get saved, amen, hallelujah. Come on, you see the key people, uh, those are the key people for friendship evangelism, amen. See, if you can get on fire, I said, if you can get on fire, if somebody here in this place can get on fire with God, people can get saved. John, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9 says this, but I say, I'll... But if I say I'll never mention the Lord or speak his name, his word burns in my heart like a fire, like a fire that is in my bones or shut up in my bones. I am worn out trying to hold it in. I can't 
do it amen come on i cannot do it amen i need to tell somebody about jesus i can't hold this in you know this is what jeremiah is saying you know what i'm so excited to the lord about the lord amen it's burning inside of me i'm gonna die if i don't tell somebody about jesus i mean if you are truly in love with the lord come on anybody in love with god Come on, if you're truly in love with God, if you really go deeper, and I'm talking about real deep, look at somebody say real deep. Come on, deep in the Lord, amen. You, somebody say me, you can touch a lot of lives. Come on, if you can just get on fire with God, if you can allow the fire to burn inside of you, if you can just not hold it in but tell somebody about Jesus, we can see this city get saved, amen. We can see our neighbors get saved. We can see our co-workers get saved. We can see our family get saved. Tell your neighbor, don't hold it in. You got to tell somebody. Come on, has God been good to you? How can you hold something that's been so good? How can you hold something that when God has been so good to you? How can you not talk about what took place last weekend? Come on, somebody. Come on. How how can you just hold that in and say, you know what? I got just just me, 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 me. All for me. You got to tell somebody. Because somebody out there is dying without Christ. Because... If you go tell somebody that you know, you tell somebody that you're related to, amen, how many know that you're already in? Tell your neighbor, you're already in. You're already there, amen. There are people that you already know, and I'm talking about friendship evangelism, amen. Come on, you already know them, so you can win them over through friendship evangelism. There are some people that have a gift, Come on, of winning people over to Christ. Amen. Uh, come on. Uh, they go any, everywhere they go. Anyone they touch, people are getting touched or getting saved. Come on. There's some people that just have that, that gift. Amen. And it is a gift. It's a talent of, that's inside of you. Amen. Uh, but if you have this gift, then it's possible that you can win many friends and families to the Lord. This is the key for church growth, church. See, the story of the woman at the well is a perfect example of friendship evangelism. In John chapter 4, verse 7, it says this, Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. So here Jesus strikes up a conversation, amen, with a Samaritan woman in order to reveal himself to her, amen, to show himself as the Savior. And it goes on to say in John chapter 4, 25 to 26, And the woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. And when he comes, he will explain everything to us. And then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Come on. Come on. He goes on to show her that he is the Savior, amen, that he is the source of eternal life. And he tells her, amen, the water that I have, if you drink it, You'll never thirst again. Come on. He says, you'll never thirst again. Hallelujah. And she says, give me some of that water. Tell somebody, give me some of that water. Come on. He says, man, the water that I have, you'll never thirst again. And she says, I want some of that water. And so Jesus tells her, go get your husband. And it says in verse 17 of John 4, 17 and 18, it says, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, and Jesus says, you're right. You don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands. Somebody say, five, oh my. 
<laughs> Come on. He said, and the one that you're with, the, you're not even married to that you're living with right now. You have certainly spoken the truth. This woman discovered that Jesus knew all about her business, and she quickly changed the subject. Come on. She changed the subject. Amen. Jesus starts exposing her, and she changes. He goes, oh, 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 you must be a prophet. You must be a prophet. Did a compliment. Try to change the subject on Jesus. Often, listen, people become uncomfortable when the conversation is close to home. And they try to talk about something else. And as we witness, church, you got to understand, we should gently guide the conversation back to Christ. This woman, listen, you got to understand that Jesus, somebody say Jesus, his presence, listen, exposes sin. Come on. You can come to this church, amen. You can come, amen. But as soon as the word's going out and Jesus starts exposing, that's when people feel a little bit uncomfortable. Come on. They're talking and like, man, uh, who told pastor my business? Uh, who, what, who, who, who told him uh, what I'm going through? Come on. You ever been like that? Like, man, he's, he's in my backyard. He's digging up the, he's digging up some bones back there, amen. Someone told pastor what happened last night. It becomes a conviction. You sit down and you're like, you're like, get uncomfortable. His presence exposes sin. People start to hide. But only Christ can forgive and give you new life, church. Amen. He doesn't do it to embarrass you. He does it to save you. See, the woman goes back and, and she takes off to her hometown and tells them what she had experienced. We're talking friendship evangelism here. John chapter 4, 28 to 30 says this, And the woman left the, her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, Come and see the man that told me everything I did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? And so the people came streaming from the village to see him. This woman becomes an instrument in God's hands. And bringing others to Christ. And it was because of friendships that she had with the people in the city, people in that town. Entire, eventually the entire city was saved by the testimony of this woman. Come on. This woman, because there was connections, there was friendships, amen, exposes and says, you know what? Let me testify what took place at the well, amen. Could this be the Messiah? And eventually that entire city gets saved. Come on, how many want your entire family saved? Hallelujah. Come on, just by simply uh, uh, sharing a testimony. Within time, the revival that hits that, that city became self-sustaining. We can win Las Vegas, church. I said we can win Las Vegas. Hallelujah. We can win this entire city for Jesus. See, the people believe not only because of this woman, but also the word that was preached to them by Jesus. The people of Samaria brought, that were brought to Jesus by this woman's testimony. Come on, they, they were brought by the testimony. They were brought by the friendship of sharing what Christ did to her life and sharing to, to her friends and, and those in, in that city, amen. But later on, built their relationship with Jesus 
by themselves. Relationship must be established, not religion. Relationship, not religion, church. Come on, too much religion makes you what? A pigeon, hallelujah. The words of Pastor Jason, hallelujah. Come on, we, we, we need a relationship. Relationship establishes you. A relationship, amen, connects you. Religion is just religion. Now, you're going by rituals. You're going by acts. You're just showing up. You think you're saved. No, no, no. You need a relationship. You need to know the master. You need to know who Jesus is and what he's done for you. Come on. It's building that relationship. So when troubles come, come on, somebody. When trials come your way, amen, because of your relationship with Christ, you will stay standing. You will stay going forward, amen. You won't just quit. Religion, you'll quit. But relationship, something different. It keeps you saved. Come on, I, I don't care how the boat's rocking. I'm staying on the boat with Jesus. I ain't going nowhere, amen? Come on. It's, it, it's heaven or bust, hallelujah, for me. That's it, amen. It's heaven or bust. I ain't going back to the world. There's nothing the world can give me, amen. I got everything in Jesus. I'm satisfied in Christ, amen. And so, you know what? I hold on to the words that say, you know what? In this life, you're going to have troubles. You're going to have persecution. You're going to go through some hard times. There's going to be viruses, pandemics, all kinds of things. But he says, be a good cheer. I've overcome the world, amen. If you trust in Jesus, he'll get you through, church. Tell your neighbor, hang on. It's not a time to quit. It's time to hold on to his love and say, God, you're going to get me through. God is hard, but you're going to get me through. Uh, God, I don't know how I'm going to make it, but I know you're going to make it. Amen. Uh, I'm going to hold on to you. He'll take us, church. He's taking us somewhere. Come on. He says, I'm preparing a place for you. That where I am, you'll be. All about you, but I know he's, he's creating a place for me. Come on. And, and he says, if it wasn't true, I wouldn't tell you. But in my father's house are many mansions. He's making me a mansion on Hallelujah Lane. That's where I'm living at. Okay. Get your own lane. Okay, man. Go get your own lane. Hallelujah. Don't claim my lane. Come on. Relationship establishes, must be established, not religion, church. See, friendship evangelism is effective also to reach different cultures. Missionaries or, or cross-culture evangelism is the best way of reaching people in that culture. A missionary is by, is by reaching the one in another culture, amen, eventually to, to, to reach the entire culture of people, church. You see, it's easier to reach people of a culture by one of their own. So if you can win one of them, then they go into a different culture, amen. Now you're winning another culture, church. You see, the Samaritans would not have received Jesus directly at first if it hasn't been for this woman. Why? Because he was, Jesus was a Jew. And Jews and Samaritans did not associate with each other. They didn't get along. You know some people that you don't get along with? Don't look at them right now, amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on, they didn't get along. They didn't associate. So there was no way that Jesus can just walk into this town, start preaching the gospel. They would not accept him. 
So this girl was cross-culturing men. She gets saved. She gets witnessed. She experiences God. She tells the culture, amen, come and see her of a man that told me everything, amen, because of her, amen. Then all of a sudden, the whole city gets saved. John chapter 4, verse 9 says, The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. And she said to Jesus, You're a Jew. And I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? The CEV version says this. You are a Jew, she replied, and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink of water when Jews and Samaritans won't have anything to do with each other? You see, friendship evangelism can also overcome barriers of race. Come on. Barriers of race, religion, and neighborhoods. In a church setting. Come on, the walls came down of rival gangs in Maywood. Come on, where we came out of, where this fellowship was birthed out of, amen, because of gang rivals that came together. Walls came down because of friendship evangelism. Maybe not right away, right? Come on, they, they still had rival fights in the, in the parking lot, amen, I heard. But we had, we had cross, cross neighborhoods getting saved in our revival that started Praise Chapel, amen. It was this gang and this gang, and they were all meeting in the same place, amen, because Frenches were inviting people, but they were cross members, amen, and they, were, they, were, they worked it out. Eventually, what? Those walls came down. Why? Because of Jesus. Jesus broke down the walls and the barriers of race and barriers and gang members or whatever it is and came together as brothers and sisters. Because it's, this is so effective, church. We should promote friendship evangelism as much as we do street evangelism. We need, say I need, we need friendship evangelism within the church. Right here. Somebody say right here. Because friendships must be established in the church. Come on, we cannot be hating each other, church. Come on, we got to be loving each other. Come on, hallelujah. Raider fan or whatever, you better love me, amen, hallelujah. I'm a Raider fan, amen. He came for the sinner, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, amen. But you know what? We cross. We cross because we become now Team Jesus, hallelujah. Come on, we're Team Jesus, amen. We're part of, of a bigger team than any other team, any other gang church. The walls come down, the barriers, we don't see color, we don't see race. We see Jesus, we see the blood of Jesus. Come on, the same blood that runs in me runs inside of you, come on. We're here not to fight each other, come on. The battle's not between flesh and blood, the Bible says, but against principalities. Know who your enemy is, church. The enemy's is the one that stirs it up. Dumb devil. <laughs> He's so dumb at times. He's dumb. <laughs> and his tactics, listen, are no different. The same things that he used in the garden are the same things that he uses today. And we still fall for them. You better know who he is. Have that relationship because that's what sustains you. His word sustains you, church. You can use the word of God to prevail. When Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he used the word of God. He didn't, he didn't stand and say, I'm the son. No, he used God's word. You don't stand and say, well, I'm a worship leader. I play guitar for Jesus. 
You can't, you can't do that, amen. Come on, you, you stand, amen, because he's the one that sustains us. You use his word. His word says, come on, greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. It's his word, amen. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. I am convinced that nothing can come against me. Got to be convinced, church. Don't let the devil lie to you. Don't let him put doubt in you. That's, that's his trick. It's to place doubt. That's how he tempts us, amen. Doubt, desire, and you got to stand on the word. you got to make a decision. Stand on the word of God. We're going to make this. Tell your neighbor, we're going to make it. Tell your other neighbor, hang on. Don't give up. You can't bail. You cannot bail, church. We, we're, we're, we're cool. Come on, I know I'm talking to some people. You're cool when everything's flowing. Everything's good. We're like, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. Everything's good. I got a new dress. Check it out. You get all happy, amen. And all of a sudden, the devil throws it. I'm not going to church, amen. I'm mad. It's not the time to quit church. Know who you belong to. I said, know who you belong to. I belong to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Come on. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's a bright and morning star. He's my, the beginning. He's the end. Amen. Come on. There is no end with Christ. He's everything. If I got Jesus, I got everything. You have it, church. Tell yourself, I got it. I got it. See, friendship evangelism. <laughs> friendship evangelism was at work when Jesus selected his disciples, the first disciples. Several of the OGs, amen, the original 12 were blood-related. Come on, as you read the book of John, you find out that James and John, Peter and Andrew were blood-related. Matthew chapter 10, verse 2 says this, and these are the names of the 12 apostles. First Simon, who's called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, amen, hallelujah, these four men, amen, were also business partners, amen, and friends. In Luke chapter 5, verse 10, it says uh, they, they, were, they were with James and John, the son of Zenobi, and, and Simon's partner said to Jesus, uh, uh, said, uh, then said, Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you will fish for people, amen. Hallelujah. See, Peter and Andrew also knew Philip, amen, that came from the same neighborhood, Hallelujah. Philip knew Nathaniel, amen, and told him about Jesus, and he too became a follower, amen. So at least half of the original 12 had close personal relationships even before they met Jesus. Church, we need to get our family saved. Come on, we, we need to let the, get, go get the prodigals back, amen, the backslider back, and bring them back home, church. In any church where people are getting saved, many are either related or friends. Come on, how many know somebody in this house? Come on, how many have some friends? How many have some family in this house? Come on, somebody told you. Come on, there was friendship that was created inside of here. Any person who just got saved, any new convert, have family and friends that will come to church because of them. When we can win our family and friends, church, through friendship evangelism. We, say I, we should be taking advantage of the holidays, family get-togethers, church. People will usually come for Christmas or Easter. All you got to do is invite. <laughs> come on, they don't come because you don't invite. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on, just tell. Come on, pass out a flyer. Invite someone to church. Amen. Invite your family. Invite them to Bible study. Invite them to barbecues. Amen. Invite them to, to church. 
I wonder if I went to your work and says, how come you don't come to church? How come he doesn't invite you? Well, you never invited me. I didn't even know he was saved. <laughs> well, I thought he was just a happy guy, you know. But when you hang out with those friends, go invite those, those ones in the neighborhood. Be careful. Tell your neighbor, be careful. When you just get saved, you can't just go back into the neighborhood. Come on, you got to be careful inviting those old friends and family, amen, those are, that are not saved because some of that old feeling, listen, can jump back on you. I'm, try, I'm trying to help you guys, amen, come on. I stood out of the neighborhood when I got saved, man, for, for a good, good year, amen, before I was able strong enough to go back and say, you know, now I can go tell them about Jesus. Come on, don't just, don't just get saved. I've been saved for a week. I'm going to go back to the neighborhood. No, no, you're going to come back backslidden. Hallelujah. Don't, 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 don't think you're that tough. Amen. Come on. You got you to you watch yourself, church. We may be friends to the sinner to win them to Christ, but we have to draw a line somewhere. Come on. You cannot go to the party. Come on. You can't think that you're going to win the, you're going to walk into a party. They're all drinking and stuff, and you're going to start preaching Christ to them. Amen. Come on. You, you, you got to be careful, church. You can't just go into a bar and sit down at the, at the counter and say, you know what? I can want to tell you about Jesus. Amen. Uh, come on. You, and if you were an alcoholic before, you know what I'm talking about? There has to be a line drawn somewhere, church. Come on. I ain't going to go to a strip joint. Amen. Uh, to save the stripper. Hallelujah. I don't think my wife will want me to do that. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, babe, I want to save them. Come on. Can't let me in. I don't think that's going to happen. Amen. Come on. There has to be some wisdom. Come on, somebody. Come on, ladies. You can't go over there and start preaching to a guy. Let me say that again. Girls, you can't just go into your neighborhood and start preaching to your guys, old boyfriends. Come on. You can go reach your old girlfriends, but you're going to reach. You take, get a brother to say, that was my old boyfriend. Go get him. And take him to another church. Hallelujah. In some cases. Draw a line, church. Draw a line. I had to draw a line many times. That's what my Bible study teacher taught me, amen. Draw a line, amen. You, you got to use wisdom. Wisdom. I know we want to win the world, church, but we got to use wisdom. Come on, take someone with you. You're going to go somewhere, take another brother. Two are stronger, three even better. Come on, take a gang of brothers, amen. Now you can go into that party and say, Orale, Jesus! Yeah, that's different. <laughs> But don't start acting like them. Come on, church. Got to be wise. Avoid. Amen. Avoid all the little talks. Avoid all the little, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Joking around. Hey, don't, don't. You, you got to bring a line, guys, when it becomes dealing with unsafe friends. I'm going to close today. What? We're going to beat the Baptists. We're going to beat them to the restaurant today. Amen. Hallelujah. But listen. Listen, through friendship evangelism, though this is most, the most effective way of winning people to Christ, is also the most dangerous. Hold your testimony. Witness to them. And then get out. And then pray that they'll come. When you go into these territories of, of the, 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 your back, your, 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 
your past and going back into the neighborhood and going to a, into those areas with your families, amen. And, and when I was saved, amen, all my family wasn't saved. You know, my wife was praying for me. I get saved, amen, and, and I start going to my family and start witnessing, and all of them are just drinking, you know. So I would just go birthday party, whatever, give my gift, pay my respects, say hi to my family, and I would bounce. I wouldn't stay there. If, it, if I start talking to some and they didn't listen to me, then I planted my seed and I bounced. You know, I ain't going to stay there. I ain't going to allow myself to be there. I say, you know, they, they got mad at times. They got mad. Oh, you're so holy now. You don't want to be with us. And, and it was all that stuff. And I said, you know what? They, I, 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 I had to walk out. I just walked out. But eventually, I stood faithful. I stood strong. And those same people that were talking about me came to me asking for prayer. You got the real deal. There's something real inside you that I want. And that's what you display to your family when you don't break in and hold out. I, I remember at one party, amen, we were there, and, and it was, it was a, a Saturday uh, birthday party, and I just want to go see hi, give a birthday gift for my, for my cousin, amen. They're all drinking and stuff, and, and, and I didn't mean to do it. <laughs> I'm confessing here, amen. Didn't mean to do it, and they had all kinds of punch and all this stuff on the table, so I grabbed a cup, not looking at it, and took a drink, and it was wine. And I went... I went, I mean, I threw it down the floor and I said, who did this? I was mad, amen, hallelujah. Because I know what, what wine tastes, I know what liquor tastes like, but it was just one little swig, amen, and I spit it out and dumped it down. I told my wife, let's get, let's get out of here. And that's probably the only time I drank ever since I got saved, was, but it was nothing. It was, yeah, I'm still spitting it out right now, hallelujah. No, it wasn't Christian Brothers wine. Come on. Wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't anything, amen. No Jesus juice, no nothing like that. Hallelujah. I had to draw a line. I said, I can't, I can't do this. Now, something could have sparked inside of me when I took that drink. I could not have said nothing. I could have just kept it and pretended it was there. And, but, but right there, I made a decision. This is not who I am anymore. If I'm going to win my family over, then I need to make a decision here, and I need to draw the line right here and tell them, this is not me. I need to go. I invite you to church. You want to see me? This is where I'll be at. I'm going to preach chapel, Honey and Park. I'll be there. And eventually, our family got saved, right? My family started getting saved. Cousins, aunts, uncles, everyone. They just started getting, they're getting saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I held my testimony. I witnessed to my family, eventually got saved. They got mad when I moved, though. <laughs> but they had to work out their own salvation. I got, I, got to do, I got to do what God's telling me to do. Tell you never, you got to do what God's telling you to do. You, you, you can't hang out for family or friends or whatever. When God says go, you got to go. Amen. And so you have the opportunity now to do what you need to do for your family and friends. And if you're saved and you're in love with God and you're, you're deep with the Lord, then start sharing. Come on, just start witnessing. I can tell you right now, they'll laugh at you, they'll mock at you, but don't give up. You stay faithful. You continue to be determined. You continue to, to, to show yourself who you are in Christ, and don't give in. And show the Christ inside of you, and eventually they'll see the Christ in you and want that for them. They'll want Christ, church, because there is no better thing than this. I found I found the reason of life. I found, I found what it's all about, why we were born. We were created for him. 
and to serve him and to win those to, to him. Come on. We continue to fight the fight, church. Don't, 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 don't give in. There's so many things. But when we evangelize, this is one of the best ways, but you got to watch yourself as you go in. Be strong, church. Be strong. I mean, I can sit at a bar and not be tempted. But you got to know where you are. You got to know where your line is. I'm still not going to go into a strip joint, though. <laughs> That's just wisdom. Amen. <laughs> That's just wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. My, my wife can take care of them. My wife will go after them. Hold your testimony. Witness to them. And then get out. And then pray that they'll come. 1 Corinthians 9.22 says this. When I, am, uh, when I am with those that are weak, I share their weakness. For I want to bring Christ. Or I want to bring weak to the Christ. Yes, I find common ground with anyone doing everything I can to save some. The NIV says it like this. To the weak I became weak. To, to win the weak. I become all things to all people to win as many. Uh, to, uh, to all people so that all possible means I might save some. Amen. So many people get confused or misunderstand the scripture. Amen. Thinking that, well, I, if I get tattoos, I can win those that have tattoos or, or dress a certain way, amen, or, or compromise in certain ways. Amen. But then, then they start saying, well, I'm, I'm becoming all things for all people in order to win them. No, you're confusing people and you're selling out for your own desires. When we're reaching out to old friends and families, amen, or even strangers, you have to find common ground. Avoid the know-it-all attitude, church. Come on, make others feel accepted. Be sensitive to their needs and concerns and look for opportunities to tell them about Jesus. You don't become them, but you try to understand them in order to win them to Christ. And the best way is friendship evangelism. Just be a friend. That's all you got to do. Just be a friend. Because let me tell you, they're looking for friends that will tell them the truth. And we know that this is the truth that will set them free. So we got to use common sense. Find a common ground. And I'm not, not going to become something... To win someone over, I just, I'm just Christ to them. They just want to be a friend. I want to be real with them. you got to be real with those people. And you love them over. They just need love. Come on. A homosexual just needs love. They just need to be loved. They don't need to be judged. They just need a friend. They have a story. Let them tell you their story. And the Lord will show you where they're at. An alcoholic, I understand an alcoholic. I was one but I'm not going to become one to win them. But I understand them. I find common ground. I listen to their story, and I win them over to Christ. We find common ground, church, and we can win the world for Jesus. Come on, it's one soul at a time. Find the common ground, and let's win them. We don't change. We don't become anything else. God has delivered us. God has changed us. Our minds are changed. Our attitudes are changed. For some of us, you got a new walk. Come on. You got a new walk, amen. Something changes from that prideful walk or that prideful stand to something that looks a little different now. You know, I'm not, I'm not 
saying that you got to wear tight jeans and all this other stuff, amen, or, or, <laughs> or whatever it is, amen. How do, you know, but for some of us, let me tell you, you got to pick up your pants now because you're not that anymore. Come on, we, we don't sag for Christ. We're a man and we're a woman for Christ. There are certain things that we got to watch, church, because certain things represent the world. And God says to separate yourself from those things. We're not here to trick people. We're here to win people. And we do it, church, by being who God called us to be. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand up. Amen. Hallelujah. Friendship evangelism is the heartbeat of the church. It's what keeps us staying alive, church. You want to stay fired up? You want to stay fired up? Yes. Tell somebody about Jesus. That's all you got to do. You want to, you want to, you want to be fired up? You want, your, you, want, you want to up in your spirit, amen? Just tell, talk to somebody about Jesus. You know, it just changes your, your attitude. You know, God will always bring someone in your path that you can witness to. And it'll do something for you. You know, just sharing, passing a flyer can change your day. Bring a smile to somebody's face. Because that's what Jesus does. All right? He does something for the soul. And if there's gifts within you, then you start to use those very gifts that God has given you to look at the soul of a person. See, when people come and I see people, amen, I'd never looked at the outward appearance of a man or a woman. Because sometimes they don't look as the best. Right, right out of the way, we can, we, can, we can already start to form an opinion by the way we see a person, the way they're dressed or whatever it is. God has always taught me to look at the heart of a person. Because behind this, behind the, how they're standing, whatever it is, there's a heart that's broken. And if you allow God to say, God, let me see what you see. And he can show you the heart of the person. I look at the hearts and I say, this is a good guy here. Yeah, he may, he, on the outside he looks rough and he, on the outside he may look like this, but inside, it's a good heart. That's what God sees. It's the heart. Not how you stand or how well you can pray a prayer over the thing. It's your heart. We can try to impress people on the outside church. But it's eventually, it's what's inside that what will reveal itself. Let your heart be transformed. Let your love for people be right inside. And when we start to have the heart of God, then we can reach anyone, talk to anyone. There's no fear. There's no nothing. It's just Christ leading us to someone. He says, hey, let me tell you about Jesus. Let me tell you my story. Let me tell you what Jesus is. And I, I, I can look through people. And the thing is just to tell somebody. They don't want it. Praise the Lord. You did your job. God bless you. I pray for you. And you move on. You don't, you don't picture why didn't why why couldn't I do it? Why couldn't why didn't they get saved? Or no, you, everyone has free choice, free will. You simply do what you need to do. Because that should make you feel good. Tell somebody.